If you are tuning in to the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast for the first time ever, this is not our normal thing. Yeah, everyone, cheers. Cheers. Uh, should we turn this into a drinking game? <laughs> uh, please no. Yeah. <laughs> I will lose and be drunk. Yeah. Normally, we have a little more structure. We have a guest with um, some really great information for moms. Tonight, we are getting tipsy. We are talking to our brothers, and you're still going to have really great information. Um, but who knows what it'll be about. So. And and Missy, do you have a better explanation for your husband about why you didn't invite him instead of your brother? Because I'm having a little tricky part <laughs> explaining that. Yeah, we invited our brothers for kind of a Father's Day themed episode. So I think even though we're recording this on the first and it's live right now, we will probably release it Father's Day week. Uh, as yeah. a podcast that's the thinking right now but um yeah i told mine he's not on because he didn't ask to be on and okay, i'm not yeah. sure he's ever listened to an episode not positive <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty sure chris doesn't know that i'm up here right now no i'm just kidding <laughs> he does know but no that was the first thing we thought of when we said when we said oh we should do a father's day episode first of all we don't usually let men on the show as no. guests or at they can listen, I guess, if they want to. But so this was a special occasion. We said, who do we want to bring? And our brothers just popped to our heads. So we're excited to have them here. Do you want to do like a welcome and then go You in know what? Bio. I, was, I was looking at your official bio. And so I was having my brother, Mike, help me <laughs> prep before this show. I was like, when did you work? Where? When were you born? Uh, I, I, yeah, when were you born? No, I know when you were born. Did you live with us growing up? <laughs> <laughs> so do you want me to do the official welcome to the mom and dot, dot, yeah. dot podcast? Yeah, go for All it. All right. So welcome to the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We are Suzanne Kearns and, oh, geez, Missy, you're chugging. Missy Stevens. <laughs> Missy Stevens. And like Missy mentioned before, if this is your first time visiting the podcast, this is not our typical structure. We usually have on a guest um, who speaks to us about either career coach or life coach wise, how to make the best use of your time as either a stay-at-home mom or a working mom trying to figure things out along the way. But tonight we have guests for Tipsy Ellipses, which is much more casual, no scripts, of kind of an outline that I decided to look at about a minute before, <laughs> but but this time we do have guests, which is really exciting. So Missy, do you want to introduce your brother? I will. So my brother is Matt Evans. Give us a wave. I mean, they're both a little follicularly challenged, so we could get them confused. Oh, choice. It's a great choice, I say. Yes. One I consider every August. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Matt Evans is a dad and dot, 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 equine veterinarian, artist, and stand-up comedian. He's a native Austinite who got his undergrad and doctorate of veterinary medicine at Texas A&M. He's married to the world's most patient woman, my sister-in-law, <laughs> Ellen. She's a freaking saint. And they have two daughters who are my very, very favorite nieces in my whole life. And in Matt's free time, he paints oil landscapes. You can see one back behind him. Uh, and does stand-up comedy. Yeah. Okay, oh, Mike. Man. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if my intro is going to be able to compare to that, but we'll see. It will not. My... It will not. <laughs> and you know what, Mike? This brought up a really good point. Missy was asking, "Do you go by Michael or by Mike?" Doesn't matter. 
The really? kids in my in one of the classrooms that I help with at the at my kids' elementary school call me Mr. Olaf for some reason. <laughs> Mr. So Olaf. Anything will, anything will work. <laughs> I was saying I typically refer to you as butthead and even have that in my phone. Like when I text, it, sh <laughs> it shows butthead. And so my kids are worried what happens, like if I'm ever in an accident and they need to like contact my next of kin. No, so now you all know, look for butthead in my That's uh, awesome. text and you'll yeah. find him. But, but no, I thought maybe it was like that friends where Joshua. Oh. Like uh -huh. here I've been calling you Josh and then like, I didn't know if maybe you're like, no, it's Joshua. But <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> I can call him whatever I want because I, I, mean, really can. I yes. survived childhood with him. But Mike Lewis is a dad and dot, dot, dot sports writer or a former sports writer at the Salt Lake City Tribune. He was there for almost 20 years where he covered everything from college sports to Utah Jazz, where he wrote this book. Can you see the book? Boop, boop. Wow. Only it's a lone remaining copy. That's pretty good. To perfect. the brink. I can, I'll sell this to you for a pretty penny on eBay. <laughs> It's Stockton Malone and the Utah Jazz climb to the edge of glory. Um, and also covered seven Olympics. Is that right? Right. Yep. So Everything from Sydney to Sochi, except for Athens, if that helps. Isn't that crazy? That's yeah. so great. But since 2012, he has been the full-time stay-at-home dad to two of the most amazing nieces in the world. Um, and he likes to say that the highlight of which is that yelling at the kids counts as both work and leisure. So that's <laughs> what he does in his spare time. So welcome. Thank welcome you. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. That's a nice yeah. anybody's talked about me and I. Roughly ten years. That was great. We always say it's so much better to hear your bio read by somebody else, oh, yeah. and to be introduced. You're like that person sounds all right, <laughs> but you yeah. can tell it yourself yeah. that way. Yeah. I would hire that person. So now I know Missy that we were going to talk to the the dads and the brothers about uh, what life in the ellipses looks like for dads, but just in case. They've not listened to the podcast before. Like we were saying, our husbands probably have not. <laughs> so what we talk about in life in the ellipses, the ellipses are what comes after the mom and dot, 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 or the dad and dot, dot, dot. Right. So it's all the stuff outside of the parenting duties that you either do as hobbies or to bring you joy or God, my, Mike used to run like marathons just as a daily thing like so i know that used to be one of your ellipses mike it's been off it's been off for a while after a couple of hip replacement surgeries i know but they so. it was never replaced it was not <laughs> it was repaired it was not replaced okay yeah i don't do that quite so much anymore yeah, well, running after two little girls is uh, probably quite a, that's like a marathon in itself. Well, I found if you eat those little beanbag guns, you just shoot, <laughs> they'll drop, they'll fall right down. You do not shoot oh, them. No, they, girls. they walk them right out just for a second. They come just come for right a second. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really have to run. You just walk right up to them. They're not going anywhere. Is it like me if I walk up to the dogs with a spray gun, they just stop? You don't even have to shoot. You're like, Sorry. <laughs> don't spray, don't spray. <laughs> yeah, I think Matt has a lot of ellipses. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would always. I, I would describe you as a hobbyist. Yeah, yeah, yeah but a I passionate guess. hobbyist. 
Thank you. Yeah, for adding that adjective. The <laughs> yeah. no, you always have a thing. This guy's running marathons and shooting kids, and I've got nothing to go with that. You, know, like, you have artwork behind you. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is impressive. I painted, I painted that. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So, what um, is your what is your medium of? That's oil here? oil painting. I've never done anything besides oil. Um, so, oil is nice because it stays open forever. You can kind of tinker with it for a long time. So you can leave it up on the easel, you know, day after day, which I like. Yeah. Just having something to mess with every day. How do you know when it's finished? Um, I don't. You know, is it, this one could not be done. I keep pointing the wrong way. Um, it's no, really I, confusing. Yeah. We're good at that. We're like, books? what? <laughs> um, no, I, you know, just you're done when you can't keep making good decisions on it. When you're like, I'm not sure what else I would do to make this better. And then, you know, that doesn't mean later on, like a couple of years later, you won't be like, that's terrible. But for now it's done. So, oh, well, that's but kind I'm of like writing you know. too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. What was that? Do you sell your, you sell your work, Matt? Um, I've sold it to friends and family and stuff, mostly to Missy. She pays a lot for mine, but, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> that customer happy. um, but no, I've never been in a gallery or anything like that, but I have, yeah, I've sold a few. Yeah. And you've done some shows, right? Um, yeah, I guess I was part of the Christchurch art show, but that didn't really count. That's just a church. That's like friends and family. They again. have to let you in. Yeah, they did have to let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite juried or anything like that. So no, oh, it's a, yeah, to, to get good enough to get in the gallery or to really compete is another, another level, um, of commitment than, than I have done so far. Yeah. When I go to his studio, I just pick out which one I want currently and take it. And Ellen's always like, please take it. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. God. laughs> take it before he hangs it in our bathroom. <laughs> so Again. you're talking studio. What is this studio? Is that a separate room in the house? Like yeah. how many do you have going at a time? So we built a, we built like a little uh, mother-in-law edition that right now is like the studio and workout room. And hopefully we'll remain that and not, if, mom, if you're there, you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> but um, just, uh, no, and so uh, like I always have something up on the easel. It's just nice to have something up to work on in the evening if I come home and, and have energy and want to. It's nice to go out there. And that's the nice thing about them that they, you can do them a little bit at a time like that. Now, most of what I do is like to go out on site and like um, paint a picture in one shot from observation, but that takes like two or three hours free. So the studio is nice to have a painting up that I can just kind of slowly trudge through. How long does each painting take? I'm so curious because my daughter's, uh, she's an artist. She's at an art academy high school right now. Mm -hmm. And she's just, I think, going to start doing oils next year. Yeah. And I'm a little nervous because the last time she decided to play with oils, granted, she was probably like seven or eight. Uh, it resulted in a lot of oil paint on some uh, cream colored carpet where I learned that rubbing alcohol is a really good way to yeah. get it out of the yeah, carpet. Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, oil paint being smeared on the floor is part of the process so i wouldn't inhibit her from that just lean into it um no I'm the studio her right out into the road i think <laughs> right, or, yeah <laughs> put an old sheet underneath her yeah that's why you, it's good to paint outside no like um this one behind me is like a i don't know like a 20 by 24 and probably took me eight or ten hours something like that um so yeah the bigger ones take longer uh yeah if you know but that's spread out over a month or two or something like that just 30 minutes here or whatever it doesn't ever feel like i've worked on it a lot when they're done i'm usually sad that i'm like oh, i have to stretch a new canvas crap <laughs> <laughs> and find someone to take this painting so. <laughs> well you can invite me over anytime we'll check yeah, that yeah. out 
They make so good placemats nice to... and stuff too. Uh, dog bowl placemats are really good for that. <laughs> no, you yeah, can't yeah. do that. <laughs> well, that's nice to know you do it kind of 30 minutes at a time. And so, yeah. Mike, I should probably know this, but I mean, since you are the true writer of the family, I mean, that was your college degree. That was what you did as a career. Um, so are you still kind of writing here and there in between shooting the girls? <laughs> those, those texts that I wrote to you earlier. That was it? That's about the size of it these days. Yeah. Okay. We need to work on Mike. Time He's and an just, amazing writer. Well, thanks. Um, when I... I like to say I retired, and it was, gosh, almost 10 years ago. Wow. But when I did that, I, I, it was a good time for me because I was kind of burnt out on bosses, deadlines, just constant deadlines all the time. And when people ask me now if I miss it, I miss all the people, but I don't miss the constant, like, file, 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 file all the time. And I can really tell that even 10 years almost on, I, like, the well is still dry. I don't have this, this overwhelming desire to sit down and write really anything. Yeah. Well, writing was probably not like a real relaxing pursuit for you. Cause tell us what that was like. So you would be at a game or at an event or at an Olympics competition. Right. And how quickly did that have to be turned around? It depended. Um, well, a lot of things went into it. Like what kind of game, you know, important, not so important, time zone, um, mm -hmm. what kind of article you're writing. You know, for example, if you're writing a profile on somebody, you, you know, your deadline might be a week out and you're going to invest a little more time in writing a big profile on an athlete or a coach or something. If you're covering a game like standard, say, NBA basketball game, game starts at 7, it's so over at 9, 17, 20. You got about till 1030. Wow. To write a you know five to seven hundred word article, so that counts, and it, and it, it includes things that were always so maddening because you usually didn't just start writing; you had to go down and try to talk to players and coaches. Yeah. And so you're sitting up in the press box, you got to get down to where they are, and then wait for them to you know towel off for a minute, and every the whole time everybody's Jesus, come on, these guys can go back and write. So it was, you know, and then you wind up up there and you have 20 or 25 minutes and you're, everybody's just in a, in a panic, right? Um, so it would go from one extreme to the other. Sometimes if you're on a really tight deadline, we were in the mountain time zone at the time. If you were covering a game in the Pacific time zone, our difference, the deadline for the paper, still the same. So you'd yeah. often have to file like a short uh, sort of just you know, uh, I'm trying to think how to say it, plain, short gamer, right away, as soon as the buzzer goes off, press the button. So it has to be done, send it, then go down and talk to people, come back, rewrite it with the color and the quotes and all that, and, and be doing maybe, maybe get another hour for that. So it was just, and that's just the nightly stuff, you know, stuff would happen during the day, of course. Somebody yeah. gets hurt, somebody gets arrested, somebody <laughs> oh, dear. Whatever, and you're on it. And so so I don't have that deadline pressure anymore. Yeah. yeah. What I have now is, oh shit, it's five minutes till the bus gets here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get the kids out of here. So okay, I'm curious about what that editing process looked like. Because we think of the editing process like 
I mean, it's a long, lengthy thing. You take a week to write the piece and then someone edits it and then you sit on it for a Mm -hmm. while. I mean, like, so you turn it in, like what percentage of what you write that first time actually is on the paper? Most, most. Most of it. I mean, that, that depends, again, on a lot of factors. In my case, I mean, I was, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I was good at my my copy was really clean. I mean, I didn't I didn't typically make any mistakes, so you yeah. weren't having to correct my syntax and you know take out extraneous. Sometimes you know sometimes people would find stuff and improve it, and that's great. But it's not like it usually took a whole lot of you know hammer and pickaxe to my stuff. So it was usually pretty close. Um, and again, depending on the tightness of the deadline. It had a lot to do with how close a look it got. You know, yeah. if you're covering that game in in LA in Mountain Time uh, in, in the Pacific Time Zone, and you send that thing in right as soon as the game's over, man, they gotta get that thing in the paper. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. Look, I didn't see a swear word. Send it. <laughs> Whereas okay. a, a larger, you know, say maybe you have got a, a big special Sunday investigative something that's really involved. Mm-hmm. And there's would take a lot more time. It might go higher up the food chain for people yeah. to look at. So it, it, like everything, it depends. Now, am I going to get you in trouble if I bring in the fact that uh, you and some fellow sports writers used to challenge each other to work in certain phrases yeah. or words? Oh, that's great. Into an article like. <laughs> okay. Well, days are long gone now. I can talk about it. The statute of limitations has expired, actually. <laughs> What's the weirdest phrase you had to work into something? Me, it was well. To be clear, it was it was me and it got two two TV guys. Um, one of whom I think is still in Salt Lake. The other is really gone up the ladder, and he is in uh, Nashville now, I think, or maybe Raleigh. Somewhere in the Tennessee, Carolinas area. Anyway, so they would they would issue this challenge when I was covering the Jazz in the NBA, and they'd throw just they weren't crazy words. It wasn't like uh, you know supercalifragilistic kind of a thing. It was just a, a mundane word, but one that you don't usually see in a sports story. Yeah, like dishwasher so they, or something. I really remember is we were in Vancouver covering a, a game up there when the, the Memphis Grizzlies used to be in Vancouver. And this is really pre-cell phone era, pretty much. The, the press row people come to find me and says, hey, you've got a phone call here at the main number on press row. And I'm thinking like, what, you know, shit, what, what's happened? I go pick it up. It's one of these two guys who are back in Salt Lake to tell me that the word tonight is napkin. <laughs> <laughs> And I did it. <laughs> we got it in. Got it in. Yeah. That takes it every day, day to day, sameness. So it mixes it up a little bit. Yeah. And you know, I think about it now. I don't know that you could really, maybe you could get away with silly, silly stuff like that. But now, like everything is because of the internet, everything gets parsed through and you can look up stuff. I feel like someone would go back and comb through stuff and like, like aggregate all the stupid stuff that I wrote and, and like bust you somehow, yeah. you know? So I, I don't know if you could do that anymore, but that, that was great fun. It was just silly stuff to, like you said, to, to keep it interesting and 
and make it not quite so, it, although it did add an element of, of uh, anxiety because you're trying to, you're doing that, you know, I got an hour till the deadline, but I'm still trying to work this in. <laughs> okay, now Matt, I- all my attention from the actual story and I'd be like, got to get napkin in here. Yeah. That's yes. all I think about. <laughs> I can't vouch for what the hell the rest of the story said, but. <laughs> you got it. to do a Google yeah. search on it. Although I, I did a Google search score, on Mike tonight. I do, think, I do think the score of the game was in there. Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is fine. <laughs> That's all you need. No, I did a Google search on Mike tonight because I was trying to see if he had like a bio somewhere I could steal from. His picture is up on someone's wiki page who's a, what was it, a trombone player? Yeah. Oh, a trumpeter. He's a really, a good, really good jazz trumpeter, yeah. Yeah, and it's Mike's picture up on there because you got a, maybe like the most common name in the world. I mean, Mike Lewis, especially when there's another author named Mike Lewis. But it, there is a Mike Lewis trumpeter. But there's a Mike Lewis trumpeter. Michael C. Lewis. Yeah. yeah. If you Google Michael C. Lewis, you'll see my brother's picture on a trumpeter's bio. <laughs> so some random fan made a yeah, wiki page. Know know what the guy like. His people do not know this. <laughs> oh, hello. Uh oh. I think your daughter's got your. Uh, somebody texting you. Okay, Matt, I want to hear more. Okay, I'm trying to balance in my mind this doctorate of veterinary medicine, but also a stand-up comedian. Like this, like yeah, yeah two yeah. separate things. Yeah, it's like trying to work napkin into a sports column. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Same idea. Um, yeah, no, I it, like it's just two separate parts of your um, brain, but also I don't know, like um, especially as a horse vet, I almost always have an audience, and so. When I started doing stand-up, I realized I've been doing stand-up forever just for a very small group, just like two people with a, a sick horse, you know, that I'm trying to entertain. Um, but I have the same bits I go through, and, it, yeah, the realization that, yeah, it, it's a, it, like, you're doing it all the time. I don't know. I, I value yeah. humor more than almost anything, and so that's how I kind of work my way through, um, yeah, the stresses of being a veterinarian and, and uh, those interactions with clients and with you know, the other people I work with. Well, so, yeah. yeah. That's one of the hardest jobs in the world. I know that both Mike and I went to the University of Idaho and they have a, <laughs> I think a pretty good veterinary school, not the best marketing school you ever heard of, but they've got a good, really, I think renowned veterinary school, but it's hard as hell to get into that. I mean. Yeah. I got that, in by accident is what happened. So. Oh, that is not <laughs> true. <laughs> true at all. <laughs> See, you probably no. joked your way in there. You charmed yeah. them. You yeah. charmed them. Um, actually, I was in, uh, like, a, there was one class where they were like, we don't think we're getting better students with interviews, so we're just going to let some group of students in the most of the class without, like, whoever had good enough grades, and that was my class, and they and they never did it again. They were like, that <laughs> that did not work out. That was terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't technically have an undergrad, right? No, I don't have an undergrad degree. Which I just went. Really get some people. Oh, really? Wait a minute. What? So like uh, you can apply to vet school without an undergrad degree. And so you get in and then you know, there's just no reason to finish. You know, like I, I had my I had whatever hours I needed to get into professional school and, and then just kind of powered on and got my doctorate. Wow. So I don't have a bachelor's in anything. Uh, maybe wow. well, I'm going to become a veterinarian. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. You're not, I would imagine I know a place you could your, intern. your schooling time, too, right? 
Well, it should have. I, I just I had four years of undergraduate work, but never you know, I had like 130 of the wrong hours to graduate with. I needed another semester to get it done. Um, so, yeah, it, but some people can. There's always one person in every veterinary school class who's like 18 that um, got into college early and did their prereqs in a screaming fast time. And, and they're going to graduate from veterinary school at 22 and just work until they die and die. And so it doesn't seem like a good plan in hindsight. So. Nobody likes they that Anyway. No, they're usually, you know, they're, they should be in college and they're, they're not, they're hanging out with a yeah. bunch of old people. So. So you said horses, are you a large animal vet? Yeah. I only work on horses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is crazy because Missy and I grew up in like uh, suburban North Austin. We never, we, I guess, I don't know. We never saw horses. No, I don't know why like we would. Girl Scout camp out for me. Matt was Yeah. Scout also Scout. Girl Scout camp out for me. And, um, so it, uh, no, um, yeah, never did, but then in vet school, they kind of exposed you to everything. And, and I liked horses and was interested. And, and then Isn't somebody. the weirdest thing about Texas? Like I thought I was going to move here and everybody was going to have a horse in their yard and everything. <laughs> I have not, I don't think I've seen a horse. <laughs> and you guys are from Idaho and you thought that about Texas? Oh my God. No, in Idaho, you literally do just have horses in your yard. Yeah, and sometimes you have cows in the wrong yard. We had a cow <laughs> come into our yard and eat my, our mom's garden one time. Yeah. Some peacocks. We used to have to walk through a horse field to get to our grade school. Getting to our grade school was like uh, the Ninja Warrior show. <laughs> we had to walk through our neighbor's yard. We had to go over like Maybe two or three barbed wire fences. Well, the ditch, jump the ditch first. Then jump the, the ditch. Fence, then the next ditch. Yeah. Think. Then the then the cow field. Pro then tip: dried out cow patties make excellent frisbees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and violin Texas, then like that sounds what most yeah. Texas is, and no. I never. I mean, That's I got the bus and I went to school. Minus the peacocks. Yeah. 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 Well, they do yeah, have those we, at Mayfield Park. Yeah, yeah peacocks just yeah. kind of run wild. my rice krispie treat. Yeah. <laughs> but no, oh, here we go. Here we growing go. up in Idaho was a yeah. I'm kind of surprised we survived. I had a violin case, thank God, because I had a few close encounters with some angry cows. Because it was a horse field for a long time, and then eventually they added in a surprise cow, and they're fast. <laughs> And we're not excited about you being in there. And Mike probably had graduated out of Sunny Ridge by then. Um, but yeah, when they added the cows in there, that added an extra element. In fact, I think I started scooting over by Scott Sharon's house at that point. And then there, they had like a gravel path to get down. Um, yeah, it was a whole thing. If you go now, it's just like suburbia. There's, yeah, you can't find any of there is no proof that we risked our lives to get to school every day, but <laughs> you could have just started playing the violin. Cows hate that, especially really <laughs> mediocre I'm... violin playing. You know, they're like, yeah. this is terrible. Yeah, like elementary what? student violin. Yeah, this is like third chair, you know. <laughs> no, that no, was first chair. One more damn <laughs> first chair. First chair in Idaho. It was just <laughs> a, a only chair. Oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> That well, was a good one. Well, Matt, I'm curious in your career as a stand-up, is yeah. it is it insult humor like this your thing? <laughs> no, I'm just I've just been drinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No. 
uh, my career. Please, I love please, that. You should uh, hold up quotes. I'd love to hear about your your. Uh, oh. You know what you need to do is send us a some clips that we can put in the show notes. Okay, I will. I'll send you my one clip that's online. Um, I, I really have just tried it. Um, so like uh, I wanted to try it and then I, I went and did some open mic nights and they were terrible. Like just like you would imagine, like bad people telling just the kind of jokes you might imagine. And I didn't have a good time at all. Um, but then I made the mistake of uh, after drinking a lot, um, telling a uh, drug rep, an equine drug rep that I had tried it. And so he was like, well, I'm going to put on a show at the next big equine vet convention and I want you to do some time. And I, so I agreed to it because um, I'm an idiot. And but I, I did it. And um, it, like because they're industry specific jokes, they were super easy to write. And, and it was um, fun and it was a success. And it was like I got off stage and everybody was had a great time. And it really made me want to try it more. So I've done a bunch of open mic nights after that. But I am. Uh, yeah, very amateur. You should put in front of stand-up comedian because there's people that go up every night and work way harder than yeah. I do. Yeah. So is, it, um, is humor all uh, equine or animal-based? No, I, I guess the set I'm going to send to put up is just it was about um, just kind of random stuff in my life. Um, so sure. like I, yeah, like um, about the time I got my uh, face caught on for skin cancer and us being foster parents. So. Um, like just uh, things that are, yeah, lighthearted stuff like cancer and foster care. Yeah, uh, no yeah. that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the the horse jokes are easier to write. So I've done that three times now for the equine um, vet convention. So I, I don't know if I have a solid 30 minutes, but I have 30 minutes of uh, equine vet jokes that have no use in this world at, oh at all. Yeah, then well, we'll never make any money. Crowds getting bigger? What's that? Are the crowds getting yeah, bigger? They, yeah, they've, they've been getting, getting bigger, more. but there, there is a limit. There are only so many of us around. <laughs> <laughs> there is no money in it. <laughs> well, and you're writing now about some of your veterinary experiences, which yes. I like, and the stuff I've read, it draws a little bit on your comedy chops, and then yeah. you're turning that into personal essays. So, yeah. so maybe I've been trying to write like a, like a James Harriet style book, but with some more humor, with some... Um, Using those like stand-up writing techniques, you know, like rule of three and callbacks and little twist and things like that. But a lot of that just comes natural. But I think learning about stand-up has helped me kind of um, grow that. So yeah. I think there's a market for that though, because I we listen to our friend KJ Del Antonia and Jess Leahy do a podcast called Hashtag Am Writing, and they're both New York Times best-selling authors i'm sure of all their books laying around here um but they always say how they will read any book about someone uh, raising sheep like that <laughs> like to them like anyone who is a shepherdess in any form like they'll buy it they don't care and so i just and there are those books out there and they have very very interested uh readers yeah um, have wide I don't appeal. Know. even to like non-animal people well jess and kj are animal people but i mean they like, are animal people you don't yeah. have to be a horse vet to find the stories interesting mm -hmm. yeah hopefully not so yeah i've been enjoying <laughs> i've been enjoying writing it i'm a, a yeah it comes more naturally than stand-up comedy which is you know you can't you can't get better at stand-up without stage time and i just don't i can't log the stage time so like i'm still up there like uh, trying to remember what I'm supposed to say and um, like trying to um, pay attention to the crowd and noticing how stupid I sound on the microphone. Like all that has to go away with hundreds of sets. 
Um, yeah. But writing you can kind of do in your own time in, yeah. in the room. Well, and that time is the hardest thing. And Missy and I spend a lot of time talking to our guests about this and to coaches about this, about, I mean, it's usually called the mom guilt where, you know, we don't take the time to take a couple hours away to go write or to go pursue whatever that interest or that hobby or passion is. But I know in talking to my husband about this, because I'm like, you need to go listen, listen to this podcast that I listen to called Mom Writes. And, you know, it's all about how moms can't go write because, you know, they feel so guilty about taking time away from their kids. And he's like, you don't think I feel like shit every time I go and, you know, hole up in a room for a couple of hours to do writing. He's like, that feels awful to, you know, close your door on your kids' faces for a couple hours. And that really opened my eyes like, oh, okay. It's not mom guilt. It's just parent guilt. It's just any guilt you feel for feeling like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing with your kids or whatever. So just curious if you, uh Oh, Mike, Mike is, uh, he looks like he wants to say that he enjoys shutting the door on his girl's face. <laughs> it's an them. interesting to me to hear, are you, are you supposed to feel bad? <laughs> okay. Hey, you can talk big mister. Okay. How many events have you led or arranged for your two girls schools in the past week? Led or arranged? No, no, no. Yes. That is not true. Attended. I do not stuff, move stuff, watch somebody open whatever. I'll do that. But I'm not leading and I'm not arranging. <laughs> nope. But you are very involved. You are very involved. You read in yeah, classrooms. I, I don't I don't have anything else to do. I should do this. Because not everybody oh, can. So oh. I should. You're we talked a lot about the shoots today. You're going to have to listen whenever that airs. We just recorded with a guest this morning, and you're going to have to listen to that episode because it's all about the shoulds. Yeah. Well, and Missy likes to say, I should on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like I have a different. I mean, Missy, I, I don't know if you have a full time job outside your home. No, but, not right now. No. And see, neither do I. And I once is now the kids are getting, you know, they're, a little, they're elementary, but they're a little bit older elementary now. Like, am I, I can't just sit here all day. Can I? You can start a <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but see, here's the problem. I'm on the East Coast now, and the games don't start until way later. Yeah. So I can't just sit here and watch a ball game all day because there's no ball game on. <laughs> He has trained those girls to be such Cub fans no, and Bear no, fans. No, no, Fiona is it proclaims a Nationals fan now. Oh, yeah, but we're going to a game in August, and she is going to cheer for the Nationals. We have a bet on the game. She's doing that just to get you. For your audience, tell how old this child is that you are betting with. She is nine going on <laughs> 19. Oh, yeah. she's amazing. But no, okay, so she's nine. We she's did nine the math earlier. You've been home for 10 years. So you mm -hmm. have you have been, like Missy and I, we talk a lot about, and I think, you know what? I brought this up with my brother originally because how long have I been working on this book proposal, Missy, for about six years now? Probably. Yeah, most and of the I've known you. When I was originally talking about this, I was at my brother's kitchen in Palo Alto and he likes to move like once every year. So I don't know how many houses ago that was. Fire places. 
But I, but we were saying it is the mind fuckness of stay at home parenting. And it's just because all of a sudden you value your time in a different way because of all the shoulds that you feel like you should be doing because you are available. Um, but if like, but at, to what point can you make yourself less available by doing other things that you're interested in that have nothing to do with children? So that right. it's a, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird mind place to be at. And it comes with a lot of those shoulds. Um, but yeah, we don't know the answer. That's why we literally yeah. have started this podcast so that we could interview hundreds of career coaches and figure out what the fuck. I wonder <laughs> like as a dad, and as a man, culturally, you're get you're fed different messages. So whether you're working full time or not working full time, is it likely for a man to think, oh, should is this the right path for me? Have I chosen the right path? Should I be doing these things in my free time or should I be doing different things in my free time? Or is that a, I don't think it's uniquely female. I guess I'm doing a bit of a leading question, but I'm wondering how <laughs> society gets into your heads. We talk a lot about how it gets into our heads, but how does it get into the male psyche? Matt, why don't you take that? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking, I'll take, <laughs> I'll take the male psyche. That's me. Um, no, I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we, if, um, if anything it was supposed to be that we're like supposed to be out achieving and making a bunch of money and growing our wealth and uh, or whatever, and none of that has ever had any appeal to me or taking care of I don't know your homestead like like building things at your house or, or you know um so i feel like that's the male psyche that that's what we're supposed to be doing either making money or doing home improvements is like what's you see on sitcoms and neither of those has ever appealed to me at all and um yeah so it I always when you say the shoulds i'm always like well I, maybe i should be like retiling the kitchen but i don't want to and Everybody can retell the kitchen, but only I can write this really crappy chapter that I'm cranking out right now. So, mm -hmm. that, so I would rather do that. Um, that's how I, I think choose. It's a really healthy way to look at it. I mean, we yeah. talked to somebody today. I'm doing a bit of a spoiler, but she reframes it like I could do this. Now I can't remember. We'll have to play the episode. <laughs> I know. Uh, I didn't write it down. Yeah, I didn't write I it down. But basically, she reframes it out of the shoulds. Mm -hmm. and just because you can doesn't mean you should so you don't have to reach yeah. out to the kitchen like that's not something do you want to do that you don't want to do that no yeah yeah i'm not passionate about it no no, no. that's it you no. you can help support someone else's tiling passion if yeah. you tiled that kitchen someone yeah. who <laughs> lives for tiling would not have the opportunity to do so, <laughs> right. so. literally lives for tiling yeah <laughs> <laughs> right there's tiles to yeah. live Yes, there, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I got my words out of order. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, but Mike, you probably have a different situation being the stay-at-home dad where you are probably surrounded, I don't know, when you go to a playground or you go to an event, uh, do you have the community of other dads there or is your community primarily no, no. other stay-at-home moms or no, like what does that look like? It's been, the last two places we've lived, it's been really interesting. We were So we were in uh, the Bay Area before this in California, so Palo Alto, Moral Park area, and then here, both pretty affluent places, really quite, I should say, and the phenomenon I saw in the in the scenarios you're describing, I seldom, 
not that, you know, fairly seldom met other dads doing stuff. I met a ton of nannies from all uh, over. Lot, I mean, from everywhere. It, and in a way, it was really cool. I mean, I remember, the, I mean, Honduras, the Congo, Japan, South Korea, Romania, very international. And that's who you'd see very often taking these kids to the park. And, and I don't, we don't do quite the same kind of thing now. The girls are a little bit bigger. But it's kind yeah. of the same scenario. Like all the dudes here, yeah, that I know of, you're like, they're working. They got jobs. And I, and I don't have them, to, you know, outside of here. And the, these two places in particular have struck me that you get probably a really high concentration uh, of people who are either super high achievers and so both spouses want to work and, and do stuff so you don't see them as much and then you you get the nanny effect or the babysitter effect or both spouses have to work to afford being here mm -hmm. well, is like insane mm -hmm. you know, way worse than even here and so the net effect is you don't get connected to one of other parents i don't anyway I did, I did have a good little group in California, ultimately, including one stay-at-home dad who I still am friends with now, even though we both moved from where we were. Um, and he was fantastic. But I don't see that a super talent. You know, it feels like in both places, <clears throat> people, uh, parents, they're just too busy. They're just, they got shit to do. And they're not really here to socialize. Yeah. That's kind of weird. And then, uh, you know, they all, of course, they always want to know, well, what do you do? It's kind of the natural icebreaker. What is it? What uh, do you do? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. I'm all my kids. What do you do? Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. So, I don't have the, um, the, like, the other dadness is pretty rare, I found, in, in my mm -hmm. environment. Yeah, that is interesting. Because I think in Austin, we see a lot of... I don't know. Everybody seems to work from home in Austin. So yeah. I'm just thinking of like at my oh, kids' right. elementary school. Mm -hmm. I remember one time our mom was uh, walking to help go pick up my son or something. And she's like, does anybody work here? She likes to say that a lot. Does anybody work <laughs> when we go out to the store and anybody else is on the road? Does anybody else work? Um, but That's but like she, a family joke in our house too. Yeah, it, it yeah. Is. But this was, I, I gave her credit because I was like, you're right. Like, holy shit. Like every mother and father is coming together to pick up their kids. So it probably is different geographically. Um, but it's kind of, I also think really interesting because I think both Mike and I were pretty overachievers as far as like, I mean, covering seven Olympics, you know, doing all these games, writing a book yeah. really early. I was, you know, working 70, 80 hours a week, working on Disney and Apple and like working my way up the advertising ladder. But we both grew up with a single mom who worked without a choice. I don't think right. it was her choice, but, you know, but didn't didn't do it grudgingly she wasn't like oh i wish i didn't have to work i mean she just she worked and right. it was never a i hate work or never i don't want to work right um it's only in our adulthood i think that we've learned that oh her main goal was to be able to stay home with her kids and she didn't get the opportunity to do that because of life circumstances but so i think it's really interesting that both mike and i are the stay-at-home parents <laughs> after having this model of this independent strong woman yeah leading the household so i don't know i don't know what kind of where that comes from 
Maybe she, we're just living her dream. Right now. She's super pissed. She's super mad. <laughs> yeah. We're doing what she wanted to do. I know. We're <laughs> living her it's dream. not what it's cracked up to be, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially during the pandemic. Forget it. Yeah. yeah. It's been a now long she, year plus. She dropped, she came by today to drop off some stuff that she had at home, some snacks that she didn't want to eat. So she brought them over here so we would eat them. Nice. And, uh, she got out of here in record time. <laughs> She's like, these kids are okay. It's time to go back to water aerobics or whatever she's doing today. She would have said that this weekend. We were talking about um I saw some of our cousins who have a two-year-old, and I mean their oldest is in the third grade and their youngest is two. And my mom said something like, it's so fun. She was talking to her sister-in-law. She's like, isn't it wonderful to have grandkids, but not have to be with them all the time. <laughs> like, they've done it. They're done. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're gone now. Although we did leave her. She babysat for when Chris yeah. took me out for Mother's Day. Oh, actually, we need to ask you guys some Father's Day tips because we, Chris did the most epic Mother's Day planning. Like, I don't think he arranged the fireflies at the end of the night <laughs> that I don't think he had magical. any control over, but it was pretty good. And then now I'm like, okay, like for father's day, there's nothing I can do Here's to top it. So, so I need some ideas. <laughs> I got nothing. You don't, what, what do you want for father's day? Right. Not to have to do mother's day. Is that like, an, <laughs> is that available? <laughs> It's an IOU for next year. <laughs> wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. I write it down. <laughs> yeah, write it down. Slide that out. I don't know. Mark already ruined his Father's Day present. I turned around one day and he's on the computer and I go, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm ordering one of these shirts. I hear they're great. And I said, don't order it. And he was like, well, why? I want it. Why can't I order it? And I'm like, don't order shirts <laughs> he like it didn't compute and he's like i don't understand why i can't have this shirt and i was like just hold on a minute and i went to the package and i'm like here are your shirts <laughs> stupid shirt <laughs> happy father's day damn it <laughs> well, that's the thing we're to the point of life where we're just like i want this thing i bought it like yeah. and everything's so immediate anyway that you can buy it and before they even can say they want it it's getting there. delivered. Yeah. So, right. yeah, I don't even know. I know. We're, I like we're like doing a lot of cheese. You've done a lot of cheese okay. this year. Yeah. We're doing a lot of bourbon. See, there you go. Yeah. All the hooch. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We're happy. You... We're happy. You're here. Yeah. You're still married oh, to us. Whatever. Should. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's indicative of. And I, I realize I'm probably stereotyping here or painting with a super broad brush. I don't know if it's indicative uh, that maybe it, it's a reflection of what maybe women would like on their Mother's Day reflected in what they sort of try to do for dads on Father's oh. Day. Ah. But I don't think we need anything more than, like Matt said, a, a bottle of hooch and, you know, a nap. <laughs> to be left the hell alone for a few hours. Right. like a legit okay. nap, like a fall asleep on the couch or in your chair nap where you're not getting jostled awake 
Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's gone, and you just wait. See, but you can't really say that because Father's Day, you know, my kids and my wife, you know, you want, you're supposed to want to be. No, no that's okay. Oh, no. no, no, that was one of the other episodes that we did. Like, ask for the day you want. Yeah. And if that day has nothing to do with your family being involved, like, awesome. Like, my plan is to get everybody out of this house so that Chris can just play video games all day long or write or whatever he wants to do because i do think that's just that's what he really wants and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean he doesn't want to be with us it just means that that's a that that makes it a little special that makes it a a, my day if i can have my time yeah 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 and there's nothing in my birthday maybe christmas valentine's day just a day by myself please (laughs) (laughs) yes I think we yeah. should just make that universally. Let's set the new standard that that is acceptable to yeah. whatever your special day is to not want to spend it with your family. Yeah, yeah. and that's okay. That sounds almost dirty to say that, though. Right. That's okay. Us, we should do Christmas that way this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, good luck. <laughs> do no, I get Christmas it wrong? And Thanksgiving, <laughs> that's more of a together thing. <laughs> Valentine's Day, yeah, you should probably do that together but i think maybe like birthdays yeah and like the fathers and the mother's days i think we should just make that universally acceptable that it's it's it is something you do alone it's just something you do because that's what massage means it doesn't mean you want the massage it means you want to be out of your house alone for a a set amount of time yeah yeah i'm actually gonna i'm gonna amend that a little bit and as i think about it it might not entirely be that you have to be alone. Mm-hmm. You just want it to be quiet. That's <laughs> all. Yeah. What would be fun if you can sit there quietly playing your game? Knock yourself out. That's, We're all that's not going to happen. That's not no, going to happen. Not. Which they will eventually, like off, they will right? eventually go to their rooms, and you'll have to like coax them out, probably. But yeah. you still got a ways to go. You're getting, so, you're getting so close to the magic place. Slide the food under the door. Yeah. <laughs> Make one of those little prison slots. <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen Zoe in a week and a half. I don't know where she is. <laughs> She can just buy a mail slot. Yeah, you don't need to make a prison slot. Just a just an aftermarket mail slot and a regular door. Whenever like ants and a odor starts coming out under the door (laughs) from all the plates and dishes that have accumulated there, she literally just shoves them against the door now. So whenever we run out of plates and bowls, we just have to go in there and you know you open the door. It's like clank 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 because it's all your dinnerware getting moved across the bedroom. And that would not that would not work. And then my son had a cockroach cockroach in his room, and he's like, "What? Why is this here?" I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Why wouldn't it be here? It's like a buffet. Why? You're. I am shocked you don't have like a flock of birds and every insect in the city. A little Snow White situation going on, but less helpful. Yes. So yeah, gross. It's Snow White, but more of like the exterminator version. You don't want to mess around in Texas with like spare food bits around. Yeah. That, you're just inviting something toxic to come in and bite you. So no, <laughs> it's bad. 
Missy, we have seven minutes left. I know. We're we haven't so asked any of our questions. We play a game really fast, or uh, I'm not even going to offer that we skip it. I think we have to play it. Right, no, let's, we let's have do to it. play it. I'm talking. Yeah. I just put okay, on my glasses we, for this. Should we alternate? Yeah, I think we should alternate. Okay. I'm ready. You ready? I'm going to start. So my so, question. Oh, okay, wait. So going, Matt and I are going first. I don't know. Like, I like yes. I'm asking. First? I am asking you and Matt a question first. Okay. Are you ready to? Okay. Does everybody have their paper? Yes. And their pens. For yes. people who are listening to this on the podcast, we're doing a newlywed game style test to see who is the best. Who is the best okay. sister brother combination? Gross. Okay. No. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> gross. <laughs> what? <laughs> That is gross. Well, I, what other game would there be? Yeah. No, no, we're it's good. Let's go. We it's got okay. Seven minutes. It's okay. <laughs> All right. That's not too incestuous. Okay. <laughs> so, and this has to be fast because you know this okay. is a podcast, so I don't we can't kill a lot of time with y'all writing. Okay. So, what was and you're gonna this is a two part question, so it's gonna be an answer for each of you. Okay. Oh, okay. So, what was each of your favorite TV show? It, childhood tv shows oh yeah I, I know hers okay so you gotta know yours too <laughs> oh okay i gotta know mine i got it okay. yeah you gotta know uh, could it, yours could it be um a movie or no. it needs to be a tv show no is it like oh. well whatever we're oh, just man okay like what did you well i was gonna say what did you fight over the remote let's be serious none of us had a remote I can't think who did you like together. tackle on the way to the yeah. actual tv i can't that remember the name of that show. movie i can see it <laughs> it's not head. the movie it's a tv show but it's, it's gotta be a tv show yeah but it's like a way back i'm going way in the way back machine <laughs> oh, oh my god back. missy and i can't even remember what netflix show we watched yesterday yeah exactly learn we're like it was there's the east town and it was the lady from the titanic all right, are all right you ready? That, i'm ready okay. my handwriting is the only part of me that's actually a doctor so i'm sorry yeah, it's very doctor like i don't know if you can see that. okay right. i don't know if i can see that either Say okay. the bell. i went with pinwheel from that, both of those i actually thought of pinwheel but i was too, too ashamed but yeah happy days happy days, days. Happy happy days, days. all yeah. the way i think all you made up way. all those shows pinwheel what the hell oh, is pinwheel? it was it was on the original nickelodeon yeah. Uh, we didn't have cable until no. like 2000. <laughs> when did Idaho get cable? You were flying like house on yeah. your way to school. So oh, you cable's a stretch, right? After I left for college. So 1986-7, because we couldn't get the Cubs games and they were on cable. Oh. You did not Only have cable at any time in our Nampa house. What's that? You didn't have cable at any time in our Nampa house? Wow. Okay, oh. so that means I did not have cable until high school. Right. Oh, wow. So, okay, great. So go flaunt all your cable yeah. uh, affluence you. with us yeah. and your no, shows. We, yeah, we were killing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had cable. We were super fancy. <laughs> we had <laughs> real frisbees, <laughs> actual frisbees, not <laughs> yeah. Not made of cattle. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. We had a right. neighbor in our backyard that had a satellite dish made of mirrors. Okay. Made of what? Mirrors. Do you remember yeah. that guy, Mike? Yeah, little chunks, like a bazillion. It was a huge satellite dish. He was an inventor. Yeah. I wonder if it picked up anything. Right. I don't know. We yeah. also had the guy from Real People. Uh, we had someone uh, who was featured on Real People, Box 2A, Hollywood, California, 90028. Do you remember that TV show? Oh, yeah. I did like that one. Yeah. That was another one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. It, 
If you ever heard of the mold guy from Nampa, Idaho, he wasn't too far away. <laughs> Nampa? Nampa. It's not Napa. Yeah. It Nampa. has an M in it. <laughs> it's on its way to Tampa. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes, if you took Napa and Tampa. <laughs> you get Idaho. That's pretty close. All right. Are you All guys right. ready for a question? Here, right? I, I got my marker. I got my paper. Okay. Which one of you, so you'll each pick, like, you'll either pick yourself or your sibling. Okay. Which one of you offers the most practical advice when you have a problem? Like to the other? Just to anybody. Like, which uh, one of you is the go-to person when you need practical advice? Like, was it more likely to be Suzanne or is it more likely to be Mike? Okay. All right. All righty. Suzanne would listen to the question. <laughs> I don't even have time for that shit. I'm not going to deal with this. Were you just talking? <laughs> no, that's not true. There's a reason that Mike is the godfather to like 20 different kids. Aww. So he's a, he's a trusted source. <laughs> he's in the mob. I am the godfather to one who's getting married this weekend, and I haven't seen her in 12 years. Oh, so you've been super responsible for well, her religious upbringing. <laughs> she called once wanting some practical advice, and I said, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm too busy shooting like my kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. My question's next. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're next. Okay. This is another one where you have to answer for each of you. Oh, okay. no. Okay. I'm sorry. What was your or your sibling's childhood hobby or obsession? Ooh, I feel oh. like I should know this, but I can't. Do you know your own? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, this is so perfect because Missy and I spend pretty much every episode with every career and life coach being like, I don't know what I'm interested in. So I, I just, love to, I I just <laughs> love to know that that's carried all the way back to your childhood. I can think of all kinds of things Matt did, but I can't think of like. Yeah, we just changed by the year. I just randomly wrote one down and thought, oh, that was just for a little while. So okay, yeah, I know I just met things. him, but I'm going to say painting. I'm going to say oil painting, Missy. Right? Oh, no, yeah, he was really no. an artist as a kid. No. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, like I sketched horses, a lot, but poorly. Horses, answer no. horses for both. I mean, this <laughs> I just remember being the, a costume of this. I have no idea, and the I costume. Oh, oh boy, yeah, we're getting into costumes. I mean, my <laughs> obsession. Because this is this permanent on the internet? Do we really want to write this? Book? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going. I'm going back to the previous question. You got something written down? This is hard. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Um... Talking <laughs> on the phone. I did like that. Fishing. Fishing. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you pretended to be the Karate Kid for a long time. I don't a know. long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. and there was a Karate. And what's what's that? You were, your hobby was oh your Fonzie. I was obsessed with Fonzie. Yeah. I, I did used to love the fish, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was when you were a little older. Like I'm thinking littler, but yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Child. I'll be more specific more. in my age ranges. <laughs> Don't, because that's even harder. Okay. <laughs> I was obsessed with uh I would always talk to gas tanks. That was an obsession that I had. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, at what? some point. Yeah. How long were you near the gas tank before this started? He has little <laughs> 
fitty, like yeah. gas tank height in a car. And you remember like they used to just open. You didn't have to like mm -hmm. pop them from the inside. And we'd be walking through a parking lot and it was as if the universe. I'm so happy with myself for doing it. <laughs> it's a good gag. It was, it was like the universe spoke to him and told him where to stop. And he would stop walking like all of a sudden. And he would turn and he'd go to a car and he'd open up the gas tank and he would speak a language <laughs> nobody knows. And he would listen a little bit and then slam the gas tank shut and then we'd move on. So not at a gas station, because I was thinking no. a gas station, because I used In to car. be pretty upset before they had like regulations on oh, ethanol yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like I would stand behind a car oh, I love and just like, too. <laughs> just snort it in. And then we would get it some of the so candy good. cigarettes from like the Sizzler, <laughs> you know how they used to sell And then I'd be like, <sighs> and then I'd suck in some exhaust with yeah. the candy cigarette so I so could blow good. it out. <laughs> <laughs> So that's when I thought maybe the talking to it came in, but you're no. just saying you just walked up to a car on the street. Random one. Yeah. Every in a parking lot. Had at yeah. least one car with a message for Matt. Yeah. I think that they laughed one time and I just, it was a running <laughs> gag. Maybe. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm I can only see there that. Yeah, but he was so little, there. he couldn't explain to us what he was doing. Hmm. You know, like it's not, he ever, never could tell us, never told us what he said or what the, thing in the gas tank said back <laughs> that would be what i want to know so what was the answer yeah yeah, yeah. Like, what, what was the, the conversation answer? oh my god that's amazing okay okay we're ready yeah okay um okay so you're just again writing this down for the other what okay. is your siblings dream like bucket list travel location oh shit oh shit <laughs> Okay, I'm. Butthead goes to oh shit. <laughs> He's been everywhere. He's covered seven Olympics. Right. He's lived in pretty much every state. So this is a yeah, really. I should have redone that. I didn't know that when I made. No, it. that's okay because I I'm guessing there's we'll got to be somewhere you haven't been. How is my pen running out? Well, no, this is one that he's been to, but was just talks about it really fondly. So I'm going to say he's going to go back there. Does that still count as a bucket list? <laughs> oh, am I supposed to be saying what mine is too? No, you don't have to. You can just answer for your sibling. And... Okay. So but you... then you're not going to know if we're lying. We got to write each other's, right? Uh, that's true. So Missy, you, is, this is bucket list. Presumably they haven't been there yet. Presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Where they, they're dry, dying to go. Is it a play? Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to put the same for both of us then. I don't know yeah. if you've been here. You've probably been here. You've been everywhere. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm guessing. I don't really know. Okay. That's okay. I'm guessing that Suzanne would like the beach life. So I'm oh. guessing something like Bora. That, you know what that is kind of what i wanted to do right now but i put turkey because oh. i remember wasn't it on the way back from the russian olympics that y'all oh. stopped in turkey and you were like they were the nicest people awesome. and they were yeah. holding your daughter and like doo, 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 it was great yeah yeah and, it was awesome. and then i put japan because i haven't been in japan japan's mine so we'll go together yeah. i should have written japan <laughs> yeah so i but okay no, I want to go to, I, I literally just want to go anywhere that's not Texas right now. I, anything <laughs> my house, anywhere but my house. Mm -hmm. I went to the grocery store to get noodles today and that was exciting. So yes, <laughs> that was good. Okay. Oh, I've got, okay. So we are, we're tight on time here. So I've got yeah. to decide between these two. 
Uh, okay. Whichever one includes the phrase whoopee. What is your favorite thing that your mom used to make for dinner? <laughs> okay, I got it. <laughs> I feel like you're going like to owe your mom a Mother's Day present with all that. <laughs> That's already passed. <laughs> Yeah, by next year she'll have forgotten. We're done. <laughs> Is it going to be the same thing? I don't know. I can think of definitely. Yeah. What? What? I said reservations. You said taking reservations. <laughs> I can think of the one thing that our mom. We did never had reservations it. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really do reservations <laughs> then, but um. There was one thing that neither one of us liked to eat, but it wasn't what our mom made. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Oh yeah, from our neighbor Jan. <gasps> yes, Jan better not chili. Be there were stuffed uh, chili peppers, right? Stuffed. Um, yeah. And bell peppers. Cat food casserole. <laughs> cat food casserole. <laughs> <laughs> our, our neighbor loved us some, enough to make us dinner, and and Missy and I were crappy enough people to be like, "This is terrible." So yeah, this is. <laughs> Honestly, is the best policy. <laughs> she was seriously one of the most wonderful people ever. I loved her so much. She had much older kids than us and had raised five kids, loved to cook, and my mom hated to cook. And so she would, my mom would buy the groceries and Jan would cook for us. But Jan smoked inside her house and had cats, and the cats were all over the kitchen counters, and everything smelled like a like a cat cigarette. So, <laughs> <laughs> I loved your so much. A, we would, a cat cigarette and a bell pepper. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And we would get in so much trouble. My mom would be like, "You are going to eat this and be grateful for it." And we were grateful for it. We just didn't want to eat it. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I hope Jan is not listening to this. No, she's well. She could be from heaven. I don't know if they get podcasts oh. there. Oh, rest, rest yourself. That would be a ripoff if you had to listen to podcasts from heaven. <laughs> right. yeah, I hope not. <laughs> Am I supposed to like this shit? What is this? Um, no, we this had a bad place. We had pretty <laughs> epic neighbors too. Up until the point where my mom moved last year, the next door neighbor would, anytime it snowed, come and shovel her driveway, the entire driveway before oh, she woke good. up. When our stepdad was going through, oh, wait, what's it called? Not epidural. What is it? Definitely <laughs> not that. No, it's the thing. <laughs> it's the end of, no, it's the end of life. Hospice. 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 Thank yeah. you. My geez, epidural. That's how much. Those don't even sound the same. No, um, it's, it's this, it's this. Yeah, it but happens. when he was going through hospice, like, well, Mike was the hero. He was there for like a full month with both girls, I think. Oh, wow. um, I was only there for like a week or so. But like every once in a while, if you left the room too long, you'd come back and there would be like just a ton of cinnamon rolls or a oh, basket wow. of yogurt or apples or oh, whatever. Dude. Yeah. So they're just amazing people. So here, here, here to the amazing neighbors yeah. that take care yes. of us. Yes. I don't think the Castagnettos were smoking and they didn't have cats. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, you haven't lived till you've had a tuna casserole that smelled like a cigarette. <laughs> Do you have the recipe? 
<laughs> uh, I bet I can make it up. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd be happy doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh the high in the process. Okay, one oh. more question for you guys. Let's see. Okay. All right. I don't feel like anyone's winning. No. no. We all, we're all winning. We all we're win. all winning. Oh, that's true. I just put it that way. Um, okay. Okay. What is your sibling's craziest injury ever? Like, either an injury to a really odd place or a crazy story of how you got hurt. Okay. I know mine. Wow. I feel like there's something of yours that I should know. Bonus points if you were involved in the injury. Like if you hurt <laughs> Usually. I hurt my sibling. I don't. Oh, my pen died. Okay. Weirdest, like most unusual? Mm -hmm. Or most unusual story of how it happened. Okay, I got it. I got a couple. Hopefully, it involves an epidural. <laughs> and not hospice. Not, <laughs> not hospice. That was a terrible injury. That was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I'm really great when I'm looking for those words. I'm like, eh. they're in there. They're both medically involved. Okay. My pen gave out halfway through. Okay. So, Mike's injuries are probably due to me. I used to file my nails into points uh to pinch him really hard and also abuse him with a brother beater that i made in sewing class which was like a really tightly packed piece of cotton that just Dude. had the perfect <laughs> that just had the perfect whip on it oh god it's just so mean like a homemade blackjack i'm up i'd go it's downstairs i have it he does. It's like a cloth tube just stuffed full of cotton and I think a couple of batteries. Maybe. <laughs> it was like it one had brother beater written on it. Brother beater. Do, do your girls use it now? They do not know of it. No, I gave it to him for Christmas. But then my worst injury was when I broke my toe by kicking him in the knee. And then he laughed and went to the rodeo. <laughs> wow, really? Man, that was kind of a What were your answers? Um, okay. Uh, no, you can't think. It's written down. Well, I forgot to... I, I was writing for you, not for the... Oh, okay. So I... That college, that college thing. thing? Oh, that college thing when I was in bed for two years. Yeah, we talked that, about that. What now, what I don't remember exactly is what... I want to say... And you open this door, so I, I, I hope you don't feel like I'm spilling secrets. No. Ray? Epstein what, what? Water? What was it? No. no. We talk about it actually a lot on this show. Um, because <laughs> it was... Pretty much undiagnosed uh, Hashimoto's thyroid. Like it was just a thyroid shortage, a oh, thyroid wow. disorder, okay. um, which no one in the medical circle of both Northern and Southern Idaho thought to draw my blood, even though I couldn't like leave my apartment for a couple of years. They were just all like, of I, all of Idaho, <laughs> all of the, the Moscow, Idaho, the all the way to the Nampa, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> I had not even that I cow, had, that one mean cow that was chasing you didn't think no, of no, it was not, not even the cow. <laughs> I had an MRI done. I had all kinds of other shit done because they thought maybe brain tumor. They did I don't know what they they went right to brain tumor. 
no one ever thought and i wasn't old enough to think draw my blood like i don't know yeah, what, what you get from like drawing me. blood but but then eventually someone i don't even know who it was just thought hey what about if we draw your blood and they're like oh wait you don't have any thyroid hormone it's an uh, procedure so we're gonna give it a shot yeah <laughs> and so, did you withdraw from school i don't know this or did you turn to your classes I took, I did one semester from bed or from my couch, essentially. Um, and then I had to take a pretty much a full semester off where I just kind of laid there and watched Melrose Place. That was literally all I had to look forward to all week was Melrose Place. That's a pretty sad point in life. Um, and then I was able to, I went to summer school to try to make up some credits um, I had like a handicap pass, but I literally like for my tests and stuff, because a big part of it um, was like fluorescent lights would really activate it. Hmm. Um, so I would have to, I took test lane on my professor's office floors. <laughs> so I'd have to go lay down because I would get so, I mean, at that point it was probably, um, well, so it's the thyroid stuff, but part of the thyroid stuff um, manifested itself and where I was having a hard time, I think because of the swollen thyroid glands during whatever it was that caused the Hashimoto's, I was having difficulty swallowing for a really long time. So I wasn't able to like eat great food. So probably at that point I was just malnourished. I mean, wow. um, so yeah, it was just, it just kind of snowballed what yeah. probably would have been a really easy solution became oh it was thyroid but also One thyroid Dr. Idaho had drawn some blood <laughs> someone had just drawn some fucking blood i almost died of an appendicitis because they didn't think of drawn blood from now on anything that happens to me i'm like take my blood run every test right now yeah yeah the the doctor was like you're fine you're fine if your stomach starts to hurt and it was at the point my appendix had already burst so it didn't hurt Ooh, anymore that's dangerous. That's yeah. And they're like, well, you don't have a fever. And I had literally left a Suzanne shaped sweat stain in the, the reception area, like their chair, like waiting to go in there. I was like, my sweat stain on your chair tells is different. But anyway, so yes. I heard appendicitis is regularly misdiagnosed, especially in young women. In women like, it oh, is. It's cramps or, oh, you're, you know, you're being no. genetic. <laughs> no, this is this is going to be our life-saving tip. This is our life-saving tip of the episode. Kind of like when uh, Christina Van Ogtrop told us not to feed our dogs grapes because it'll kill them. This is if you are a woman and your symptom is like, oh, if I could just fart, I would be okay. Like literally that was my symptom. I was just like, Oh, if I could just, I could just fart, everything would be fine. And that was my symptom, which is not what they say, you know, because they do the male symptoms. That's what all the medical books and stuff are based on. Right. Typically male symptoms, which presents itself more as like this pain in your left side or whatever. Right. Um, but women, I think, are so used to having pain in all of their sides. I had just right. gone to yoga that day. And I had gotten my period that day. So I was like, oh, I pulled a muscle or I've got cramps. Right. So women live with all kinds of bizarre pain. Oh, geez. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the hemorrhoidectomy. But yeah. Mike, are you having a good time? Well, still? This is great. Yeah. This I will is, tell you. Why, why is this that... happening while we're here? Y'all can do this without us. You don't need <laughs> us. I'm fine with you to listen. 
This will is tell why you men don't come fourth, on this show. We've only got three people on with us right now, but a fourth person popped in. As you said, if your symptom is, I feel like I need to fart. And that person left. <laughs> <laughs> can we, can that be the title of the episode? I think it's, if I could, if I could just fart. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think right. we could do a solid hour on that. Yeah, <laughs> oh for sure. I can't breathe. Okay. <laughs> you know, do you on the on the flip side? Do you know how many just gassy women they have cut for appendicitis that she just needed a fart? You know, the major surgery, and she just yeah, all I beans. A lot yeah. of gassy women do end up in the hospital thinking they're about to have their baby. True. Okay. Yeah. It's There's all kinds. Of- it's just that we got a lot more going on in there than y'all do. So you just never know what part it could be. Just Who knows? Look, I could be one of those ladies. You know what? I make fun of the ladies who have the babies and they're like, I didn't even know I was pregnant until I pooped it out in the airplane. And no, I I guess I should give the I I'm gonna like let that go. Okay. Did did anybody win that quiz? Um like it was I don't know. Don't like it. I, don't think I, I mean, it's okay because there's no yeah. prizes. Yeah. There is no prize. There is no prize. <laughs> you think you guys are better. We've had you on here for like an hour and 20 minutes. We had a two hour interview the other day. And that was just with one poor girl that <laughs> goodness gave. Wow. She's going to be a two parter. Yeah. She's a two parter. <laughs> um, and then there was a third part. She could probably be a three parter. But yeah. no. Um, yeah, so that it was, was two actually, hours and no fart jokes. Is that what you're telling me? There not were no fart jokes. There yeah, were no fart jokes, insane. but there yeah. was a bathroom break in the well, middle of it. We got to well, the point where we okay. were like, okay, let's just all get up for a minute. <laughs> and yeah, we, yeah, there might have been a change of wardrobe. I don't know. That was, <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> yeah, look forward to that on Thursday, part one of part hmm, one. two, oh, three. We don't know. Yeah. No. That's that's going to be a scary one to edit because I think I'm going to have to take part of it from hour two and shove it over into hour one. Better you than me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Period. You only have to record an episode. Yeah. Oh my god. See, we're very busy for having no incomes. Bit. (laughs) I almost called you Bitsy. Hey Bitsy. Hey Bitsy. I keep telling the kids we should have named the dog Butsy. Butts. <laughs> great name for a dog. Hey, Butts. Yeah, wouldn't be bad. Come here, Buttsy. It is never too late to change a name. We've yeah, had some friends who. I think that's correct, but I, I meet resistance. Um, from resistance. Is that from an adult or from the children? It's a mix. It's a mix. <laughs> it's a mix. Yeah. Oh. Kind of, kind of all the the demographics are are opposed. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're kind of outnumbered by the ladies in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Matt definitely is. Yeah, for sure. Do you have two boy dogs now? Two boy dogs and a boy cat. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's trying to to win over my wife. He's always trying to take Ellen away from me. The cat, the cat's <laughs> like, Ellen, you need a real man. He paints. <laughs> he paints poorly. Where's your nagging <laughs> man with some hair on his head? <laughs> Yeah, we, we hadn't and, even brought that up. I don't even think he needs that. Yeah. <laughs> and you have no horses? Cat. No horses. Do you have horses. any horses of your own? No. Um, uh, I, I guess I'm part owner in some clinic horses, but no. No horses yeah. of my own. Yeah. Yeah, Very but in soon, your house, how many animals are in your house right now? Um, counting guinea pigs? Uh-huh, counting guinea uh, pigs. 
seven. Guinea pigs are animals too, are they? They're, they're, yeah, really? <laughs> I haven't seen them in two years. Do they count? Yeah, um, they count. Yeah. I guess if your profession is horses, then guinea pigs are pretty low on the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, one one hundredth of a horse. Yeah, doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> no. no hermit crabs right now. No, they're dead. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Oh, jeez, Missy. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, don't even get me started on how my mom when our when my fish died replaced it with Mike's fish because she had to go to work and knew that he couldn't give a shit, but that I would be a big mess and she was like, "Yeah, I don't have time to deal with this before work." Bloop. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah, flush my fish, put Your mom's amazing. in my bowl, and just problem solving. Yeah, it is problem solving. Yeah, that is an epic single momming. We had a fish from last November, like many things purchased while I was absent. But anyhow, <laughs> where were you? Uh, I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> Girls get a fish. After about day three, nobody pays any attention to fish, right? Yeah. Dan and I are feeding it. So that's a couple of weeks ago now. Fish comes up dead. Wake up one morning, fish is dead. Yeah. So Jana, my wife, scoops it out. She's like, what should I do with the fish? I'm like, wash the fish. Like, what else are you going to do? She's like, bury it? it? No, it's a fish. Flush the fish. So we flushed the fish. That was on a Sunday. The girls did not know the fish was gone until Friday. Yep. <laughs> and then had the nerve to get all upset the fish was gone. It's like a reverse Easter for that fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my kids did not notice when our fish died, the one we got when my oldest was in preschool. And when finally one day he said, where is Dory? And I'm like, well, Dory died. And he goes, what'd you do with her? I said, well, I flushed her. And he said, I just wish I could have seen that. And that was all he was mad about. <laughs> okay, so now flushing is a normal thing to do, right? Maybe burying if you are a sentimental. Yeah, anything had... smaller than a turd, you flush. Yeah, just okay. Um... But no, no, no. I had a yeah. roommate in college. We had some betta fish. Who, by the way, if you have two betta fish together, they will kill eat each other. other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we learned that the hard way. Garbage disposal. Ooh. Garbage disposal. Whoa. A little rough. Yeah, yeah. it's like dextery. Yeah, it's total dexter. <laughs> She's probably watching this. Oh, no hard feelings. I, I I don't just I had just never heard of that method before. Yeah, unnecessary. A professional veterinarian has never heard of this method. Touch, no, that's yeah. A touch of overkill, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> just, just grind it up. Just a little dramatic. In her, in her defense, we did keep it in the kitchen. So I guess it was closer than a toilet. Just, just too far to walk. <laughs> How big was, was your a, apartment? It was a really big apartment. <laughs> Palatial. <laughs> it, was, it was Idaho. They had room. They had room. To, yeah. No, this was Seattle. Okay. This was this was along uh, Aurora Avenue. We had syringes and hookers. And, place. and even even they were upset about the ground up and yeah and they were like how dare you treat a fish like that a trish this poor fish i mean it had had a rough life already it had been eaten halfway by its friend uh, and then uh, so gross yeah it was really bad 
<laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I guess in tipsy ellipses, do we not do look, listen, learns? Mm-mm. Since we've already taken an hour and a half out of our brothers. Yeah. We usually just sort of like fizzle out and it's over. Everybody has to go and it's done. That's not true. We get a big finish. <laughs> I can do my big finish by saying that Jan- uh, what day is it? Not January 1st. June, June 1st. 1st. It's kicking off. I'm not gonna take my shirt off. This I'm just bringing. Yeah, it I was starting to get. <laughs> it's Mike. It was big finish, and I just was not ready for it. No, that's not the big finish. I'm not taking my shirt off. I'm showing that I'm wearing my ally shirt today because when I did my introduction, I did not do the LGBTQ ally oh, yeah. portion of it. So making sure uh, June and every month um, supporting our LGBTQ friends, especially our students in AISD. So I'm doing that. Yeah. Great. What am I doing in June? I don't know. Oh, wait. Mike just asked that what? Are you relying on Matt and I for the big finish? Uh-huh. I was hoping for a dance number or... <laughs> did it... Okay, did you bring anything to Tipsy Ellipses? Am I the only one drinking? Oh, no, uh, I did. I've had a beer. It's gone. Yeah. Okay, you drink. Gone before we even started. I had a liquid IV with vitamins in it, and I threw some vodka in there. Not the best drink I've ever had. <laughs> <but>. what? <laughs> I am trying to be careful about my alcohol consumption because I started doing the math. We've never kind of come out of our Trump era, like trying to drink away our reality, like just trying to keep a nice even buzz all the way through the Trump administration. (laughs) And we, we haven't quite got out of that. And we did for a while. Um, But then I did the math of like what two glasses of wine and a, bourbon ginger does <laughs> and that's like a day's worth of calories right there yeah, so bourbons. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i'm, try- I like I'm just to think of bourbon as almost calorie free but i guess not <laughs> yeah if you chew it it's a caloric yeah but yeah, yeah. What, what makes you think that part missy <laughs> i just i'm not saying i think it i just want to believe it oh okay. yeah believe i put it, a lot of ice you can achieve it. it yeah yeah <laughs> We're all about visualizing. Yeah. We need one of those coaches on. We need a coach that can coach us into like, if you visualize something, I have visualized my bourbon as being calorie free. Like the secret (laughs) for drinkers. I don't know what that is. Oh my God. Do you remember the secret? Oh, anyways, that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother thing. Well, Matt and I gave up, both gave up booze for Lint. Mm hmm. And, yeah, uh, you made tipsy ellipses really one-sided. Yeah, for I mean, two tipsies, <laughs> totally not tipsy. Yeah. Um, but but did you go right back to it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> With gusto. Like a baby to yeah. the ball, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah, so oh, I happy. bet that I'll break the habit and no. not be that interested. Easter Sunday, all in. Right. <laughs> you were just wrecked at mass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did you so actually bad. go to church on Easter? Are you a church person? I mean, in theory, yes, but no, not right now. Okay. So we Good. didn't this year. I think we just have not been churching for a while, um, which is a whole nother thing. That's a whole different episode. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we did online church Easter Sunday. So like in our pajamas. Mm-hmm. I could do that. I mean, that's the best <laughs> way, honestly, to ever go to church. Yeah. Yeah, so I think ever we did midnight masses a lot when grandma would come to town, and then um, 
One time we had to do a Spanish mass because Mike's video we, is frozen, but it looks like he was sleeping for a second. Now you're yeah, back. I saw that. No, yeah. he's just thinking really hard. Mike has very few memories of our childhood. <laughs> so sometimes I think he thinks I'm fucking with him, but no, these things happen, Mike. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I, I actually always, I, I like the midnight mass on Christmas Eve. There, I mean, mostly because I guess you got to stay up and it was Christmas, you know, I mean, so there was sort of some excitement to it. I, I was okay yeah. with that. I don't remember the Spanish mass. It only happened like once, I think. Hmm. And it was only because grandma was there because we had to really stick to it. That and Price is Right. Things that we had to do when <laughs> grandma kind of was there. Too. Yeah. No, but Midnight Mass was good because we would do Lawrence Welk, open up all our presents, and then play with them until Midnight Mass, and then go do that. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Cover the know. Lawrence Welk part, but... <laughs> yeah, when grandma was there you know so yeah yeah that's that tradition all right should we do our like official sign out sign off i think i think we should I, should we do like a little kind of like mike the secret word if we have a secret word at the end of the show to see if anybody made it all the way through <laughs> that's what was idea. your best what was your secret word that you had to work into your article mike the best one i did was napkin napkin okay so if anybody can, yeah, send us an email with the word napkin in it that proves that you got to the end of this big boy. <laughs> we'll send you a mug. What do you I get? You a get mug? mug? You get a personalized okay. mug. All right. Well, I'm yeah. yeah. Napkin um, to our info at mom and podcast. Is that what yeah. it is? Info at mom and podcast. It's info oh. at mom and podcast.com. It might. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to get Gmail in there somewhere. Oh, you're not getting a mug, Mike. Oh. You're. Well, <laughs> you, can you see your mom's comment? I'm creating the ghost account right now. <laughs> your mom just popped up napkin. You not already have a, a mug? Oh, mom just popped up. No, yeah. you can't see it now, mom. You got to send an email. <laughs> Do you have mom, anything to say to mom? mom? Napkin. <laughs> you got to get mom just... a mug anyway. Yeah, she's going to drive over, I think. Bring me over some more food she doesn't want around to eat. She brought me a whole apple pie last week. And I thought, oh, I'm going to cut it up in a bunch of pieces and then I'll freeze it. And then I'll just kind of eat it. The whole thing was gone by yeah. breakfast the next morning. For breakfast the For next breakfast. morning. Yeah, it's an excellent yeah. breakfast. Yeah, it was very good. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do an official sign off, Missy? What would that be? Like, thank you for listening. <laughs> That's we, we all say napkin together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have an actual outro. Yeah. We have an outro. Listen to we the outro. outro. Listen. We don't have to do that. Now we can Listen. all just scream napkin and say goodbye. All right. Okay. Thank napkin. you, guys. Thank you for joining us, guys. This was Thanks fun. For we'll, having us. I guess yeah, we'll talk to you again you. at Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we have to. Watch out. Of course, Matt's not doing holidays ever again. He said no. that earlier. Yeah, we're He's done. done. <laughs> <laughs> Reach the limit. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's been good. All right, all right, thanks all. This is fun. Bye. Bye. Kisses to all those beautiful little girls. Yes. And big girls. All right, I'm ending the broadcast, but that okay. doesn't mean they'll disappear. Bye, That's people watching. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our 
website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.